Hello, 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 John Mason. How is everybody? To my Jewish peeps all around the world, I say, Chag Sameach, happy Passover to you. And to all my Christian friends, a happy Easter weekend. And to all my Muslim friends, please have a blessed Ramadan. Okay, I am furious beyond all measure about, about how yesterday, last night, the Tennessee State House of Representatives, or House of Reprehensibles, voted to expel two of its members Two African-American men, by the way, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, because they supported a demonstration of young people in the galleries were, were protesting, demanding some action be taken on, on gun control and gun violence. In the wake of the shooting at the Christian school in Tennessee, where three little kids and three adults were killed right, right before the shoot, the police shot the shooter. And I saw the, I saw the clips of the demonstration outside the Capitol in Nashville. It was like, Blocks of blocks and blocks of were, were packed with young people, some of them not old enough to vote yet, demanding action on gun control. It's their lives are at stake. Our lives are at stake because of this. And and the Tennessee legislature and its <laughs> Wisdom talked about uh, the demonstration in the chamber as a kid's temper tantrum, and that the, there are a bunch of little that J- Jones and and Pearson were nothing but little kids demanding attention, and and they. And they voted to expel them. Two young black men who are trying to deal with a problem affecting everybody in this country. Gun control. And shows two, two points here. One, Racism is very much alive and well and in your face in the Tennessee legislature. The legislature voted to expel two black men, but not the white woman that joined them. So racism is blatant. And two... The Tennessee legislature 
is one of thousands of legislative bodies in this state, in this country, from the Congress on down to your to municipal, the township boards of supervisors, who refuse to deal with gun violence, who refuse to deal with the danger of little kids going to school and in the cafeteria, some lunatic pulls out an AR-15 or an Uzi or an AK-47 and shoots up everybody in the cafeteria, all the kids in the cafeteria, and some adults, maybe some cafeteria ladies, before he he has shot himself. Are they worried about that bloodbath? No. Are they worried about our kids, your kids? No. Are they worried about your safety? No. They're worried about about getting the blood money from the NRA for their next election campaign. We need voices like Jones and Pearson in our legislative halls. And we need action done on gun violence. And whether these so-called representatives of the people coming out of gerrymandered districts so they can win, win their seats for eternity, they have to be voted out. They have to be voted out. Every one of them. They do not represent the will of us, the American people. Or of the people of Tennessee or the people of Pennsylvania. That's that's the people's chambers. We have to do what we can to get inside the system, get out and vote, expel them. And maybe some of the folks within the sound of my voice would, would be interested in running for an office yourselves. So please, support, you support your right to, uh, to vote and support meaningful guns control legislation. And now, like I said, it is, it is Passover. As we call it Hebrew, Pesach. It is a, it is a holiday commemorating when we were, we the Hebrews and our ancestors were liberated from the slavery of Egypt. And we dared trek into the unknown for the promised land. It's definitely a scary thing to finally get the courage together to physically remove yourself from a negative situation, whether it be an oppressive dictatorship or an oppressive a spouse or an oppressive boss 
scary, but you have no choice but to do it. And the saying is, it's not just our ancestors who are liberated from Egyptian slavery. It's us to to this day that we are emerging from slavery. Us in this day. And And the story of Passover, the liberation of the Hebrews, of our ancestors, of my ancestors, It's a theme that resounds all through every liberation struggle you can imagine in history. Imagine in history. Which leads me to, I I was digging up all my uh, Haggadahs that I have accumulated over the years. And there's hundreds and hundreds of editions of the Haggadah, of the traditional Haggadah. They stick with the traditional format, but they deal with contemporary issues. Not just the slavery in Egypt, but the oppressions of our day. And one of these Haggadahs is the Freedom Seder, which was drawn up by Dr. Arthur Waskow now the uh, director of the Shalom Center. It was comprised, I have the, one of the earliest editions uh, from 1969 to 1970. It comes from the time from after the Civil Rights Movement for African Americans. It's in the midst of the Vietnam War. And the and the two other liberation struggles, feminism and the LGBT rights movement, emerged from that time. It's just starting to be more public. In my edition of the Freedom Seder from 1970, when Arthur Waska was starting it, was dealing with themes stuck with the uh, traditional format. Dealing with the traditional prayers and the traditional songs. And, And also dealing with the issues of that era, like like war. They're combining the words of the prophet Elijah and the, pro- of, and the words uh, of in Exodus and Leviticus and Deuteronomy, and including in them uh, uh, a commentary from the great bards and poets and freedom fighters of that era, such as a the Christian uh, pacifist leader, Doctor the Reverend Doctor A. J. Musty, and the old and the old labor song "Solidarity Forever." Solidarity forever, solidarity forever. 
Solidarity forever, for the union makes us strong. And includes the wisdom of the elders with the wisdom of the young people. See, kids today, they're smarter. They're smarter when we all had than we all has given them credit for. They have lots to learn. They have lots to uh, learn from us old heads. Don't get me wrong, but but they have things to teach us about courage, about dedication, about willingness to stand up for your rights. See the situation that we faced coming up back in the day isn't like the situation that these kids face like the kids going to school in the midst of school shootings and now and also as portions of the uh, portions of the poem Howl by Allen Allen Ginsberg dealing with the uh, the war machine and the war, war industry, and they have the, the traditional uh, ten plagues that God visited upon the Egyptians: blood, frogs, vermin, poisonous beasts, pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the killing of the firstborn. From the firstborn of Pharaoh to his slave girl. The firstborn of the slave girl. See, we have we have plagues uh, in this in this area that we deal with. Gun violence, oppressive working conditions, homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism. Religious bigotry, anti-Semitism. That's what, those are the plagues we have to deal with too. Now think about illiteracy, censoring books. And, and like I said, my, the addition of the Freedom Center I have deals with the Civil Rights Movement. But the, the old gospel hymn uh, uh, appropriate for this era. When Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. Oppressed so hard they couldn't stand, let my people go. Go down, Moses. Way down in Egypt land, tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. And Moscow include along with the included along with the biblical prophets in in the Seder, such as Moses and the Psalms. The words of 
what he called, who he called the Rabbi Henry David Thoreau. When he spoke of John Brown, it, it was his peculiar doctrine that a man has a perfect right to interfere by force when the slave owner, in order to rescue the slave. I agree with him. They who are continually shocked by slavery have some right to be shocked by the violent death of the slaveholder, but no other. And then the person he called the prophet William Lloyd Garrison, the great abolitionist uh, publisher and activist. When he burned a copy of the Constitution, and then because it protected slavery, and he called the Constitution a covenant with death and an agreement with hell. And the judge, Abraham Lincoln, if every drop of blood drawn by the lash must be paid by one drawn by the sword, still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And then there's also references of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. When in the middle of the Second World War, the Jews hooked cramped into the Warsaw Ghetto, knowing that they would be sent to so-called labor camps to their death, fought back, fought back against the German oppressors. Like I said, the fight for freedom is ongoing and have our so-called leaders learn anything from, from history about, about the dangers of war, the dangers of violence, and dangers of racism, sexism? Have they learned anything? No. It's an ongoing fight. But one, we have to take part in. I myself know I won't see the final victory, but there's also this one required reading during the, during the Omer period, the Perkea vote, the sayings of the fathers, where the Rabbi Hillel said, it's not, or one of the rabbis said, it's not for us to desist our role in the, in a struggle no, no, sorry. It's not for us to refuse to take part in the struggle. It's not for us... Oh, God, forgive me. It's not for us to complete the task. But it's not for us to desist from it. Sorry about that. This is all from the top of my head. And from the gut. My friends... Let us not desist from the fight. And don't worry. When it's time for us to go, fear not that there will be another generation picking up where we leave off. Hopefully, they've learned something from us as we learn from them.
Okay, that's it for now. And now advertisements. My novel, Soldier of the Cross, is available on Amazon.com. It's the story of David Lucas, a man who in the early 60s, early in his life, was a school bully, whore chaser, and drunk. He gets in trouble in the army, a chaplain visits him, and he becomes a born-again Christian. And of his zeal and passion to be a good Christian man, he goes about it the wrong way. And it causes him disaster. Please get hold of a copy. Soldier of the Cross. Available on Amazon.com. And also, Hemperific is a lovely, lovely little CBD product store located on Snyder Avenue near 15th Street, 15th Street in South Philadelphia. There you'll find some of the finest cannabis-infused products. Flour and gummies and candies and teas and hand sanitizer and lip balm and dog treats. Yep, dog treats. Look them up, please. HemperificLLC.com And also, my beloved career and business coach, Michelle Snow. Michelle is just wonderful in helping you develop your develop your professional career or small business that you know what you're doing right where you need work and help you network with other up-and-coming professionals and small entrepreneurs look her up please Hemperific, no grow with snow.com okay excuse me i stutter and i get anxious and like i said I'm on the autism spectrum. And Autism Awareness Month is coming up. And I have the lower level of autism known as Asperger's. And, but I take heart in the fact that several great and famous people who have contributed to the world have Asperger's. And that doesn't make us any less great or famous or worthwhile. So we do contribute, like like I said, to the world. Be proud of who you are. And, and don't worry about the haters. They'll get theirs. They'll get theirs. I give my commendation to all my LGBTQ plus fellow Americans. I honor you. I support you. And again, I wish my friends out there a blessed Ramadan, a happy Easter, 
and a happy Passover. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Bye.